0: Sometimes I guess we're just meant to do something more than once or more than twice. But I like to think that if we do that, it is because something better will come uh, on that third or fourth time of trying to record your show. So that's what I'm going to tell myself today. Welcome to episode six of Lost Without Japan, a podcast based on Japan in your lost without moments. This is your director of travel for TKIC Studio Productions, coming to you with hopes and dreams of return to travel for himself and others in summer 2022. Like I told you, I probably recorded this show twice now, but this one I hope is going to be the one that takes. Um, I'd like to thank you for giving me a bit of your time today, and I truly hope this podcast finds you in a good place or on a path to a better one no matter how it may seem at this moment. My belief is that this community and this podcast, along with Japan, can all serve to be beacons that help guide us in those moments when we're lost and just help remind us of where we're going when we're making steps. Let's make sure that we're heading in that direction that gets us to that end goal that we're looking for. And I really feel that Japan, our community, and the show can be that for all of us. So go ahead and take a few deep breaths and come along with me as we begin planning either your first trip to Japan or your return trip to Japan once travel opens back up to us. Now, getting you to Japan on either your first visit or return trip is going to be a topic I will continue to touch base on. Many times through this first season, today's episode is going to contain some additional items to add to our trip, along with it's going to talk about looking kind of around you. We'll talk a little bit more about that in just a little bit. Now, come along with me on today's journey and let's continue to build upon and find some of those lost without moments both in Japan and without. Want to say a big thank you again to our sponsor, the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast. The Super Reef advertisement will go at the end of today's show. If you could give a listen to them and check them out, it'd be much appreciated. Now on to our follow-up portion of podcast and today's topic, What's Around You. So, how are you doing How are your continued steps to get to Japan for your first time or return trip? How's that progress going? Are you stagnant? Uh, You know, has it been five bucks, $10? Is it, um, you know, getting one of those items that I've recommended in previous shows? How's it going? Uh, How is your dream come true savings account? Is it growing? Have you started it? And if you haven't, Let's get that uh, done. Again, my credit union that's by me, I was able to start an account with $5 and you know, started adding bits and pieces to it when I did that first return trip back in 2017. It will happen. I'm telling you, um, it adds up uh, quicker than you think it will. And if nothing else, even if it's seeming to take a long time to add up, it's happening. And what's gonna happen is you're gonna come out the other end of that In Japan, stepping off of that plane, hopefully, uh, you know, one where you were able to rest and uh, your noise-canceling headphones worked the whole way. Nice, you know, comfy pillow. Just, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be so worth it once you're there. So let's keep going together. Now, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're returning Lost Without listener, thank you again for your time and for returning. So... With those celebrations that you're taking, I hope that you're giving yourself that pat on the back or that you're talking to others to help support you during this time and know that there are other listeners that are kind of sending out positive thoughts to everyone else that's a part of this show. And I want to take a moment, uh, with that being said, to thank David, uh, who reached out to the show through our Instagram Messenger, and i got to say it made my month to connect with another fan of Japan and to hear what got him interested in Japan. I feel like for him, man, it was meant to be. He said that about 10 years ago, he was kind of walking through and came across a two metal wooden stamps with Japanese characters on them. And those two characters set everything in motion for him. And turns out, uh, we were actually in Japan, very close to each other, if not at the same time, back in 2019. Isn't it amazing how those small moments can lead you to discover something that's going to become a large portion of your life? I mean, these connections that you make can genuinely... Like, get you in contact with people that are down to earth, nice people, and become part of a support group or a friend or friendship that'll run you your entire life. And if you're anything like me, Japan's a huge part of your life. And having people to share it with is huge. It's really huge. I feel like uh, from all my times even when I did Apple support um, made some friends through that and when you kind of find another person that has that similar interest in Japan, how often is it that that person is studying or you know looking to go or has been and just everyone that I meet in accord like you know with those things are such a positive add to my life and, with everything that's going on and continuing to go on, and like, what is the new normal? Like, what is that event? I don't know. But surrounding yourself with as many positive people is such a huge, huge thing. Now, my Japanese study, um, I'm trying to just, like I told you before, just keep taking small steps forward and to not stop studying, because to be honest, that's the one consistent thing I've done with every time I've started is that it has come to an end. Now, um, I had a super nice session um, this last Friday with my tutor, and we took kind of a break from our time and numbers and things we we're going through to have a look at my friend's menu for Good Time Finari, who I've talked about previously. I'll include a link for the restaurant in my show notes for this one. But I gotta tell you, one of my favorite things uh, to learn has been katakana. I love the fact that if you can read it and sound it out, you stand a good chance of being able to figure out actually what it is. And even with my super limited vocabulary at this time, I was able to sound some things out and knew that it was chicken, knew that it was a hot dog, knew that it was pond for bread, and was able to go through. And it what a huge pick-me-up and a boost that was just to confidence to realized that these super small steps that I'm taking are actually moving me forward. And it was huge. Uh, so keep at it, no matter how small that step is, you're gonna find out that, man, you're making way more progress than what you thought. And one thing that I was thinking about doing was just putting a reminder in my phone. As you listen to these shows, like I'm big about throwing reminders into my phone. But one of them is just put where you're at right now. Put what you have in that Japan travel fund, and set it out for six months. Set it out for a year, and just you—it's going to pop up, and it's going to tell you, "Hey, I only had five bucks, ten bucks, or I was—I only knew fifteen hiragana characters, or all I knew was hiragana, um, or I knew how to say this, like whatever it is—and put it in there. Be proud of what you're, where you're at right now." And no, who knows, six months from now, a year from now, whatever it is that you set that reminder in may come at a point where you're struggling to keep going with things. And to know that you only had five dollars in your account at this date and now you have like one hundred fifteen or you have two hundred, whatever it is, you're like, look how far you've come and you may be struggling with your Japanese studies and look at where you are at versus where you are now, I know that we're going to be in better places. And if you ever need someone to reach out to for support with that, or just a positive thought, or just someone to reach out to you, to you periodically to check on you, I'm happy to do that for you. It truly means a lot for me uh, to have your support as others, you know, reach out. No, you can at any time at lost Japan at gmail.com. Uh, my The YouTube channel that we've started for Lost Without Japan, it's just the podcast at this point in time, but who knows. Could get to where I'm actually on there uh, in front of you, but uh, as the old radio or podcast joke goes, sometimes you have a face meant for podcasting. Now, you can also reach out uh, to Instagram at Lost Without Japan. Uh, and really, what I'm hoping for at this point in time is that I'm gonna be able to share some meaningful Lost Without Japan moments uh, to you after winter break, trying to set up uh, to get together with some friends that I traveled with. And and my hope is come January, February, uh, that I'll be able to to share some other uh, Lost Without moments. Now, if you have them yourself, uh, feel free to send me an audio file to Lost Without Japan at gmail.com, and I'll happily include those in the show as well. So let's get started with step four, what's around you, and 4A, kind of more supplies for the trip. First, some more items to add to your trip, and if I'm repeating myself, I apologize, but they're super important. You have those moments that kind of remind you of why they are, but if you do a search for quick dry travel towels. I've always carried towels with me when I ended up in Japan. I end up there during the summer and you sweat a lot no matter what you try to do. You can't escape it. But even if it's not summer, you're going to sweat. You're going to walk. It's nice to have something to uh, kind of wipe your forehead with and use. (laughs) It's crazy how much use they seem to have on every trip to Japan for me. And having a quick dry towel um, has been kind of a lifesaver too, because I've been through multiple. And one thing that I want to make sure, and I think I've said it, but I didn't necessarily say why, please keep a travel first aid kit in your backpack. It's not just having like, you know, band-aids and those things that you normally take with on a trip. Which, you know, is just good to do. But keeping that in your backpack is huge. Now, I slip and fell um, last time I was in Tokyo, and I gashed my left knee pretty good. And um, I had one of those travel towels that was there. And um, I was able to kind of like wrap my knee just, just give me a chance to get back uh, to where I needed to be, like to where we were staying for Airbnb. And at the Airbnb, what about cleaning my wound and kind of dressing it up more appropriately to what it was. But man, um, I would have liked to have not ruined my towel, <laughs> number one. And number two, um, it would have been nice to just being able to take care of that um, while I was there and not take away from a portion of my trip. Um, And with that first aid kit, um, if you're going to be in Japan for any length of time, um, it's really a good idea to look into travel insurance. And that'll kind of lead me into a little bit of my next story. And we'll talk more about travel insurance and where you can find it um, in later episodes But one thing to add uh, beyond just those first aid kits and what they have is my friend Mike, uh, when we were in Japan back in 2019, ended up in the hospital for a little bit. not going to go into it, but one of the things he needed once he got out was ibuprofen and Tylenol, because if you don't know it, it's not something that you can just go into any store and find. Uh, Like here stateside, I can go into a gas station and I'll find it. Like I can go into a Walgreens, I can go into... um, any store and they're going to have ibuprofen and Tylenol. I ended up spending the large portion of a day going from pharmacy to other places that would have anything there again and again and ended up spending like $10 on six Tylenol tabs when I found them. And I was super happy to have found them when I did. I bought like multiple for my friend uh, to give to him. But man, um, leaving with sealed ibuprofen like in that sealed tylenol um, is a big deal and it's something you can purchase in advance especially if you're looking to travel next summer look at that expiration date some of the ones that i purchased were good through like 2023 2024 so it's something that you can have and just throw into like your um your closet I have kind of a uh, um, shelves and things that are in my closet, have some drawers and everything that I get for my trip just kind of goes into them. And really nothing else is in those drawers except for uh, things to uh, travel to Japan with. And like I said before, the more you can add in advance, Uh, the more you're going to have while you're there, and it's just going to make your trip so much better. Um, Think about not having to spend a large portion of one of your days just trying to find something we kind of take for granted. Um, Just, you know, go ahead. Like I said, uh, get that emergency kit, uh, get your um, quick-drying towels, and uh, like I said, grab both ibuprofen and Tylenol because as the doctors said there, they wanted him um, alternating, and he had ibuprofen. Uh, we had no Tylenol uh, amongst our group, so just do do your, your, yourself a service, um, and those people that are with you, uh, just go ahead and have it, and um, that kind of adds me to um, add to that um, also is have some different sized bandages. Now, I found them there, um, like I said, with my knee and things like that, but Again, um, just pricing seemed to be a little bit more for where I was. Don't know if it was just because I was in Tokyo and it was just less amounts. And again, uh, is that really what you want to do when you're, you know, you have something is kind of going from place to place while your knee's bothering you (laughs) to find something? Uh, You know, no. But let's get on to um, our show topic for today of what's around you. Now, one of my favorite words of advice came to me before my trip. Uh, back in 2004 with the Japanese Fulbright Memorial Group. And they said, try and find as much food or other experiences that are Japanese-based that are possible around you. And when I did that search back in that time was, uh, you know, finding not only Mitsua, which I'll talk about here in a bit, um, a Japanese market that was by me, but A Japanese rock garden that's in Rockford and just some other things um, that I was unaware of, uh, you know, before I went the first time. And you think about it, you can have food potentially um, at home or in areas around you and find out like, hey, before I even go to Japan, I know I like this. And I got to tell you, like, um, I tried a bunch of sushi before I went to do my homestay so I could know what I preferred over others. Sushi is not a huge uh, thing for me. (laughs) And I, you know, probably have people like, ah, I can't believe it. Um, But it really is not. Um, I can have it. There's some things I like more than others. But what I did find was that I really liked, uh, you know, Japanese curry, um, some of the different skewered meats, um, some of the bowls, like, you know, beef bowls, ramens and things like that, which is good to have before going. So if you can do a search for your area and kind of uh, type in, um, you know, ramen, bento, sushi, uh, Japanese market, Asian market, if you don't have Japanese markets, um, they're all good places to start. And just even if it's going down the snack aisle and trying some things out, it's an adventure, let me tell you. Uh, one of my favorite things that I did on the um, Japan Fulbright trip was at night, we'd all go to uh, different convenience stores and we'd buy things, not really knowing what they were. And then we would buy some adult beverages, head back to our things and do. Uh, enjoy sampling everything sometimes it was good a good chunk of times it was something completely different and um but it was like one of my most uh memorable moments uh from that trip was just doing that together and you'd find some things you'd like and we'd end up buying those out you know and uh you know come back with those so it's just great truly a wonderful wonderful thing now, if you're in um, Illinois or East and West Coast, there's a Japanese market called Mitsua. Mine in the Chicago Land area has a food court, DVD store, bookstore, grocer, all amazing things um, that are there. And so many experiences you can have going through that grocer section The things you could even take home and make. Um, and just, again, experience all that you can uh, even before you go. And one other thing, like I said, do do these searches on a fairly regular basis. I found a restaurant called Sozai Banzai, which is run by a uh, family uh, from Japan, and they kind of specialize in bento box meals, which before that, like I hadn't found many places that would do that. They have ramen. Uh, they had some sushi. They had some different things that are there as well, um, some, you know, bowl, you know, meals and... I've been the last few uh, uh, over like like the last few weeks, couple times. Once with my daughter, and once with my friend Josh that went to Japan with me. And I got to tell you, um, I tried some things that I haven't even tried in Japan yet that were available there. And um, you know, I can add a couple other things meal-wise uh, to what I experience when I'm over there. Like, how huge is that? And just a wonderful uh, kind of cheap version of a trip uh, when you can just go get something to eat and experience a Japanese menu with some English. And, you know, you know just kind of start start having uh, kind of like that bridge to Japan moment of just like, hey, this is what it could be like. So um, it was great. It was great. If you'd like to see some pictures from that, you can um, check out Instagram for our Lost Without Japan show page. And um, they were even to the point of some of the photos. I had some friends that were in Japan uh, that were like, hey, when'd you make it back? Are you here? You know, <laughs> It's like because it was really um, that legit. So I'm looking forward to, like I said, um, this is normally when you go into that loss without moments section. And I think I, uh, you know, filled in a couple brief things. But what I'm really looking forward to is doing some potential in-person interviews uh, to add to this. And I'm going to be looking to do that over winter break um, with, like I said, some friends um, and people that I know that have been to Japan and then bring that into kind of like our potentially January, February, March uh, portion of things where we can have more than just myself talking. Uh, And I look forward to being able to do that with you. I hope that that can occur. Follow our Instagram page uh, and you'll keep Definitely up to date on what's going on and know uh, before it even drops in your feed that it's available and something to look forward to. So once again, uh, thank you so much, David, uh, for reaching out and sharing what got you into Japan. Um, truly meant a lot. Uh, keep, keep on touching base and uh, let me know how it's going. So now for some housekeeping. Uh, please give a follow, a like, and a comment on your favorite streaming service. For updates on the show, feel free to give a follow on Instagram at Lost Without Japan, or visit LostWithoutJapan.Lipson.com. If you'd like to, you can also reach out on that old-fashioned email, LostWithoutJapan at gmail.com. I even went so far, uh, to put our show on YouTube, uh, just the podcast, uh, eventually maybe down the line, uh, I can do, uh, some, you know, actual video recording and me doing the show and who knows, um, actual, some video recording of having some guests, we got to have something to dream and keep on taking steps forward, don't we? So uh, look forward to the next show arriving in two weeks' time, and have our adventure together continue. And as we continue our discussion about getting you to Japan, to start making your own Lost Without Japan moments in episode seven. On behalf of Lost Without Japan and the entire crew, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this trip. And we're looking forward to seeing you on board again in the very near future. To everyone out there, O oh, day, stay well. Thank you all so incredibly much uh, for listening through to this point. It means so much and just all the positive energy that I can send your way. Looking forward to talking again with you very soon. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Turner, with my co-host, FogRaw, Brian Limper. And when you need a break from planning your upcoming trip or maybe even your first trip to Japan, be sure to come check us out on the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast, your number one source for all things K-Pop related.